0: everybody is fundamental the ultimate reality the self the deep down basic whatever there is and you're all that only you're pretending you're not who we are is not this physical body that we're in that is here for a moment and gone who we are is this infinite intelligence and we forget that the same intelligence that is that created this infinite universe that never ends is you
1: for those of us seeking a way to transform life to capture fulfillment in every now moment to redefine our reality to live this life to its fullest this this, this. is the live this life podcast and i'm your host Heath cummings i'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day are you living Killing time. What's going on, everybody? In today's episode, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Susan Corso to the show. She is the author of several books, uh, and she has collaborated on several very well-known media outlets, like. Huffington Post for one example. Um, She's an expert on the energetic side of living a healthy life and she is going to join us for a conversation about so many things of the metaphysical realm, primarily the chakra, something I'm very much uh, interested in and and haven't learned a whole lot about and I'm still in my sort of infancy stage and she's here to drop a little bit of knowledge for us on that subject Uh, but she is a wealth of knowledge on so many things that involve how our physical reality is really like a manifestation of the non-physical um which really in my own opinion like many of you gathered from the show they're really not separate from each other um they're really two distinct halves of an overall whole that make up the picture of our reality. So um, she's going to help us dive into all those things and how all of those things are actually possible and explain them in a way we can kind of understand and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Susan, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so very much, Heath. It's my sincere pleasure to be here.
1: We had an amazing conversation um, when we just did the concept call, which I do with every single guest, and usually those conversations are 15, maybe 30 minutes long on a really good conversation, so I can just kind of get a a general gist of a person, see what they're about, see what they're going to bring to the show, and your and I conversation I think went upwards of an hour maybe more and it in did. that hour there was several breakthroughs that you had <laughs> with me in the process it was it was a really amazing conversation so I'm very excited to bring you on for uh, what I'm sure is going to be another second half of that amazing conversation. Excellent. So I always ask a very predictable question of everybody that comes on the show what does it mean to live your best life according to Dr. Susan Corso?
0: Ooh. It means that you understand that you were given two gifts. Everybody was given two gifts all across the board. The two gifts are these, the life force and free will. But most of us live based on free won't, which is a serious problem because we spend more time thinking about what we don't want than what we do want. Mm. Well, whatever you do, don't think about pink elephants. Whatever you do, don't think about the Statue of Liberty. Now, don't think about the Statue of Liberty in a tutu. How fast, right? I could do it with animals, statues, you know, the kiss in a tutu, whatever, right? So, we have to learn, essentially unlearn what the world tells us. And the world tells us that we have to be in control of every single thing outside of ourselves at all times Mm -hmm. do you have any idea how tired humanity is
1: yeah they're half as tired as i am (laughs) because the
0: truth is that that's the biggest lie we live Mm -hmm. that's the biggest lie we live yes we were given according to scripture dominion but that dominion begins here and ends here for each one of us and i'm not talking about headphones i'm talking about ears actual ears you have dominion between your own ears and if you actually realize what that really means it should make you stammer i what i i, I, I I'm in charge of what I think. Uh, so, sort of. You're in charge of 10% of what you think. The other 90% is growing your eyelashes and making bone marrow and you don't want to be in charge of that part. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot of work. You think we're tired now, right? So the moment you begin to understand that your power only works from inside out, not outside the inn. A, the exhaustion falls completely away. Because then, when... I mean, Heath and I, perfect example. We had a, a, a calendar malfunction today between us. and I had a calendar malfunction. <laughs> no, we had a calendar malfunction. I will own this too. And, and my husband actually said, it, I, I think maybe the program recorded it in Pacific time. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, there you go. But the point was, okay, if I had to control everything outside me, I could have been angry. I could have been upset. I could have been... Uh, ticked off at Heath. I could have, you know, all these things. I said, please, I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. No big. Because I don't need to be in control of Calendly, right. really. I don't. That, that No, I don't want to be in control of Calendly, right? I'd like to be in control of my own thoughts. And the life force gift is what i'm mostly focused on these days and the life force is the chakra system but it's the life force seen through a prism so people talk about chakras the rainbow of chakras you know red orange yellow green blue indigo violet rose are are my eight and that's actually the thing that makes your circulatory system circulate what is that The thing that makes your respiratory system respire, what is that? That's the life force. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it chi. You can call it prana. You can call it mana. You can call it, huh? I don't know. You can call it whatever. But something is animating us. I prefer life force just because it's a little more generic than anything so the best life is when you understand that you have these gifts you have an ability to direct your thinking and you have an ability to understand what's going on in the magical form that is your body because the coolest thing about bodies in the whole wide world is that they don't lie and the reason they don't lie and this is part of what makes them so cool is that they can't lie Mm
1: -hmm.
0: nobody now we can lie to ourselves about our bodies oh whoa that's called medicine in most of the world yeah (laughs) right (laughs) right but you know you let's say are at work and you're angry at your boss and you start to get a sore throat just a little bit of a tickle in your throat and you go Oh, I'm not mad. That's, that's stupid. I got to get over it. You know, you drink something warm, you call it good, blah, blah. And then two days later, you're getting a cold. Well, what are you getting? You're probably getting mad, but you didn't get mad because you self manipulated instead of telling the truth. Oh, hmm. I'm pissed. Okay. Okay. Like it? don't like it you know most human emotions if you tell the truth about them last for 90 seconds that's nine zero right so you got it like take it back to the three-year-old okay think of a three-year-old getting mad
1: mm-hmm. A
0: three-year-old was mad and then 90 seconds later they're watching party and they're fine right <laughs> right and you're like what what just happened well they got mad and they got over it Mm-hmm because they're telling the truth. But we learn in socialization and civilization, and I'm not saying that you need to go and get mad at your boss. I'm saying that you need to go look in the bathroom mirror and tell yourself the truth about the fact that you're mad at your boss, so that your body doesn't symptomize it, and you get sick two days later, and you wonder why. Well, bodies never lie. So here you have this extraordinary system that can tell you everything you need to know about yourself, as well as an ability to decide what you want to control and what you don't. Mm. That's your best life right there. Mm. And that's everybody's best life, which is why I'm so passionate about the human energy system, because people don't even know they have them. We don't even know that we have a human energy system. So, one of the things I loved, I was um, figuring out about uh medical school, right? And I wanted to know what systems doctors study. You'll love this. This is a lovely metaphysical thing, right? There are 11 systems that doctors study. Mm-hmm. Eleven well if you know anything about numerology or mysticism or numbers or gematria or any of the numerological significances you know that 12 is a mystical number not 11.
1: Mm
0: 11 is a magical number but 12 is a mystical number right there are 12 systems in the body Mm -hmm. the one that medicine in the west doesn't study is the energy system right Right. So when I figured that out, I said, oh, well, okay. it's time that humankind, all of us knew that we have an energy system and that we can use it to help ourselves. And you can use it to help yourself every single minute of every single day at no charge, with no special class, with no mat, with no nothing. It's just you and what's happening here. The end.
1: And it's amazing that people seem to just be rediscovering this because it's not like what we're going to talk about today, the chakra system, you know, yes, it's gained popularity in the last couple of decades, but this is nothing new. This goes back to the Vedas from you know ancient Hinduism from what I think is early back as like 1500 bc like (laughs) these things are extremely old very well known in other parts of the world but here we are in the western culture just now sort of catching up and one thing i wanted to jump back quick on what you said in, in sort of the intro was how we lie to ourselves and you know people might be thinking to themselves like okay what do you mean by lying to ourselves well take the placebo effect just for an example of how we lie to ourselves. And if you're not familiar with it, go Google it. Go look up what percentage of medical experiments, pharmaceutical tests actually have a placebo effect that is a percentage, that's a measurable percentage, where someone took a sugar pill and got the same exact results as the drug they were trying to test. Like, what makes that happen? You're lying to yourself and telling yourself that you're taking this medicine and your body is creating the same exact effect that the supposed you know, extremely expensive drug that they're going to market to the world is doing, you know, this isn't, this isn't mysticism. They, they throw words like metaphysics into this mystical woo-woo realm and I can't stand it. I'm I'm somebody who was maybe more skeptical than I am now. I need to research things to believe it a bit more before I dive in with both feet, but I'm very wide open, open-minded about all of this stuff. and when you look at what actually metaphysics actually means and its history and stuff it it doesn't go anywhere near the the woo-woo i mean physics tries to prove things by disproving what they aren't and they do that sometimes through flawed systems we think we've understood just physics in general uh, you Mm -hmm. know general relativity and we're finding out all sorts of things that they talked about back in you know the hermetic principles of ancient greece like We're standing strong on the way things are, and then we rediscover what they truly are or this ancient knowledge, and it points us in a completely different direction. So for anybody to stand there and throw the woo-woo tag and dismiss any of the things that we will be talking about today... um, go go look deeper because some of the stuff has resonated with me for a long time and that's what has led me to dive even deeper and invite people like Susan on here because I know your your mind is Probably one of the greatest ones that I've come across to talk about this, is why I've put it off for so long, was to find the right person to talk about this exact subject. <laughs> so, you know, once you find the right person, you're like, yes, you're the one I want to have on here to tell everybody what this stuff is.
0: Understood. About. Well, the, the metaphysics, actually, there's a lovely story about where the word actually came from and it's it's the eighth book that aristotle wrote and the seventh book that the that aristotle wrote was called the physics mm-hmm. and so the metaphysics were beyond the physics right. and essentially physics is about what is and metaphysics is about what it means mm-hmm. well we tell ourselves what things mean all the time right all the time Oh, well, this means that. Really? The politics that are, the polarization and the this and the red and the blue and the purple and the... uh, It only means what you think it means. Right. Right? Okay. It means that we have taken the natural polarity on the planet, this whole planet, scientifically is based on polarity. Day, night. Got no more to say than that. Mm -hmm. Right? And we've polarized it polarity is polarization taken to its fur i'm sorry polarization is polarity taken to its furthest extent Mm -hmm. it's like the elastic band is stretched as far as it can go well what happens when you stretch an elastic band as far as it can go heath it It snaps back or it breaks Mm -hmm. it's not complicated but day night aren't isn't going to stop so we're going to go back to natural polarity and how do we function within that comfortably between the physics and the metaphysics how do we how do we function between the third dimension and the fourth dimension right well the middle piece there is the stories you tell right so if somebody i have a client who's like this she's always late to every appointment every single one she always pays me a day in advance and she's late to every single appointment
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i finally said to her one day why are you late to every appointment it's annoying oh am i yeah you are every single appointment between mm, seven and ten minutes you're just gonna bring a book with me when i wait for you on zoom i have my book i'm reading Da da da. my kindle doing what i'm doing right She said, wow. So she kept coming back to that and cycling back to that, right? Why am I always late? Why am I always late? She finally said to me, I understand why I'm always late. I said, why? She said, I want you to think I'm important enough to wait for. Hmm. I said, well, what if you thought you were important enough to wait for?
1: Yeah, that's the most important part.
0: Right. Having nothing to do with me. And do you know she hasn't been late since? Interesting. Because she stopped telling herself the story, I'm important enough that she'll wait for me. And she started telling herself the truth. And the truth is, I need to feel I'm important. Well, sugar plum, go for it. Feel important. I'm good with that.
1: Whatever floats your boat. That's right. Why not?
0: Feel special, feel important, feel beautiful. Feel whatever you want to feel. I'm good with that. Now, I'm not responsible for what you want to feel. You're responsible for that. Right. Right? But you're right. Metaphysics is a part, actually, of philosophy. Mm -hmm. And, like, people who get PhDs in philosophy study metaphysics. So it's not, you know, crystals, necessarily. Although (laughs) crystals are metaphysical by their nature. Right, (laughs) right. They throw these things
1: into such like woo-woo categories too, though. I mean, there's, there's, it's just so, so many different rabbit holes you can dive down with all this stuff, but. Um, when it comes to the, the, the chakra system though, what fascinated me about it was not only it's, it's historical significance where it goes back and it's just something that's been studied for such a long time, but it, it it also blends in with so many different cultures that had no contact with each other. I mean, when you look at the energy systems that were studied through acupuncture and Chinese acupuncture and all those different schools of thought, like they are all very closely related. So, I mean, yes. You know the Vedas in in Hindu philosophy and and the belief system. Which, uh, when it comes to saying just the word philosophy or belief or faith or religion, like they they all are the same word. I literally just said that on one of the previous episodes when we were chatting about the you know Tao Te Ching, about you know could you consider that a philosophy? Well, it, it has also become its own faith of Taoism. And you know what's a faith? A belief? What's a belief? A religion? Like it just goes round and round. So anytime someone uses any one of those words, the only one that kind of falls out of category is religion because because it sort of turns into a you know indoctrined sort of dogmatic thing of a belief system, so um, but anyway, which like is these, actually
0: about the institution of religion, not about the actual thing that religion yeah. is, right? The it's the business, like,
1: yeah, and it usually hijacks what the faith, philosophy, belief, whatever it was, it usually hijacks it for the sake of either power, money, or both, or whatever. So it's neither here nor there, but you know the chakra system it it does relate to other other practices other beliefs that are just as old if not older so it's it's something to consider and the reason why i'm so fascinated with this was because i'm a two-time cancer survivor and where i had cancer was probably the biggest energetic imbalance that i had at the time those cancers manifested so in going through a much more holistic healing route where i declined chemo i declined radiation very risky and everything else the more natural rabbit hole i went down it went into acupuncture which led to the chakras then that led me to well that particular point of your body is where certain energies would manifest everything else so, you know, as we'll discuss in this this conversation, like that's where anybody who's wondering, like, wow, Heath, where did you get into this kind of stuff? It's like that's where I did. Because I'm still here today, and that manifested in that way in my life, and I've been fascinated with its potential what ifs ever since. And everybody else should too, after what Susan will tell us about the chakra system. So
0: That makes complete sense. Yeah. That makes complete sense because much of western medicine is divide and conquer mm-hmm. you know find the thing cut it out or or smash it with uh, immune system destroying chemicals you know um but almost any shamanistic tradition of any kind will have some sort of chakra system the maori have them the hawaiian kahunas have them the um peruvian shamans talk about chakras they don't call them that they're all centers of energy and the point is that there is you know how how, um when the subconscious mind started to be something that was sort of uh pop culturally understood people understood that there was a subconscious mind and that that subconscious mind was making red blood cells for example right um but one of the truthful mythologies about the subconscious mind is that it records everything like we're recording this episode Mm -hmm. but it records everything from its own perspective well in fact those Where is the subconscious mind exactly? Mm -hmm. Because it's not in your brain, right? So the ancients thought it was in your gut, Mm -hmm. which was a second brain. Chinese medicine would call that the hara, you know, that around your belly button. But the subconscious mind, or actually really the mind, as opposed to the brain, right? The brain is what's behind your eyebrows. But the mind is actually the extension of your chakra system into your aura. The mind is your aura because, and everybody has an aura. Like it, don't like it, agree with me, don't agree with me, see it, don't see it, that's fine, right? I don't see auras, like I don't look at Heath and see colors around him. If I want to see his aura, first I will A, ask him, right, permission, not, I mean, unless he were, you know, bleeding out by the side of the road, I would ask permission, and then I see in my mind's eye, mind's eye, the mind, sort of an outline like a gingerbread man almost. Mm-hmm. And there I am sensing the colors of an aura. So I happen to know some of that cancer story that he uh, began to tell. And there is a little bit of scar tissue remaining near that chakra that is about to be healed for him because he has dug deep and done some really important personal work actually not in his first chakra but in his second chakra and this is one of the things about chakras that very few people understand you know we like to think of them as sort of like hockey pucks you know that that are attached to our spine like um Like political buttons on a, you know, on a (laughs) knapsack, right? That's not what the chakras are. The chakras are A, three dimensional, B, energetic. C, they don't, they're not flat discs that attach to your spine. They're balls of color and they sit kind of in the center of your body as though you have a string from the top of your head to earth right, right through the center of your body. So along your spine, but in front, right? Along your organs, but behind, right? But they permeate front and back. So for example, when I'm working with somebody on their chakra system or on healing something, one of the things I'm gonna say is, okay, where do you feel that in your body? Someone picks an issue. Where do you feel that in your body? Oh, on the front. Well, on the front of my body of, the, of that person's body means that it has to do with life now what's going on now who's in her his life now that's causing that sensation and there will be a physical sensation if you hold still long enough and pay attention but if the same thing comes up on the back side of the body that's about the past mm. so now the question becomes is about the past of this life is it about 2600 lives ago in egypt is it three lives ago is it you know or or is it you at six right Mm -hmm. and one of the things that the chakras do because they record everything like we say the subconscious mind does right is they they point us to the past so that we can get to the root of the problem You've heard terrible stories of people who whose cancer goes into remission Mm -hmm. and then it metastasizes and shows up somewhere else and is reactivated, right? I have a client right now who um, systematically, every nine months, hurts herself. Um, She falls and breaks her wrist. She has needs to have knee surgery. She gets really bad sciatica every nine months, like a clock. Hmm. What happens every nine months? Well, every nine months, which is a gestation, a human gestation period for what that's worth, right? Right. She's had it with her life and her family. She's tried to birth herself yet again, and she hasn't been able to because she has been working too hard at controlling everything around her. And so she hurts herself. So she gets a break. Hmm. So someone else has to carry the heavy groceries. Someone else has to cook. Someone else has to do the laundry. So she needs a break. So instead of just taking ten days and going to the beach and chilling out and not talking to anybody and reading whatever books she feels like reading, she hurts herself because she doesn't have the courage to tell the truth about what she needs Hmm. but she's angry all the time she's on the edge of frustrated constantly Hmm. because she's not telling the truth and what does she hurt mostly she mostly hurts her nerves her muscles and her skeleton right so she's hurting anything that gives her mobility or anything that gives her stability
1: Mm -hmm. and independence
0: right so over and over and over again until she finally wakes up and goes whoa i gotta learn to say no in my life i gotta learn to say actually i can't sit on that committee at work Mm -hmm. thanks i have two children under the age of 12 no the number of carpools i have to drive is 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 enough to make me say no to that, mm-hmm. right? And every time she goes to the fancy dancy book club that she belongs to of the really wealthy ladies who stay home all the time and, and have a maid and a massage therapist and the manicurist comes to them and all that, mm-hmm. and she's like tearing her hair out, trying to get all of her children out of the house in clean clothes. She feels envious and angry and she compares her life But she didn't choose that husband. She chose another husband, a different kind of husband than that. She chose to be the primary breadwinner in her own family, Mm. but she now resents that. Mm -hmm. And she goes and she sets herself up for envy. I finally had to say to her one day, you have to stop being mean to you. You have to stop being mean because her body can't lie to her. Mm Mm-hmm nobody's body can lie to them and that is it's it's amazing grace and it's dreadful curse talk about polarity Mm -hmm. all at the same time when you were diagnosed with cancer believe you me somebody grabbed you by the nose and said pay attention young man
1: absolutely and i didn't and i didn't
0: really it
1: it came after the first one I became more intense. I became more invincible. It's like cancer couldn't even stop me. So, it drew up more of that battle-oriented, masculine, you know, that that mm. type A. Oh yeah, oh, wow. so it drew it all up. And the thing is, is it could have been that energetic response, and then also there was a very uh, unethical doctor that was involved that was throwing me through CAT scans every three months for the sake of apparently getting kickbacks from a leasing company and blah blah blah. horribly long story couldn't prove that was the case but i mean when you look at the you 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 go down the road of like was this a physical response to maybe the extra radiation that was going to that area because they were completely unrelated there were two completely separate types of cancer one was really yeah what the carcinoma was the second one that was extremely deadly and and spreads very easily so they were independent of each other the harvard school of health did a study on me and it was like yeah that is completely different from the first one they're independent they're not related so something caused the second one and it, it was almost like you didn't learn your lesson you need to you need to to ditch that energy you need to Right?
0: are you that. sure you got that yeah buster. Like you didn't learn it you know
1: and <laughs> you're talking about this woman who every nine months is going through these patterns like she's putting getting put through a test and didn't learn a lesson and i just mentioned that in a previous episode where i went on vacation and i'm finding myself stuck things weren't flowing again and all those years that i'm referring to where things were so discombobulated and i was in such a different energetic mode i was filling my life with all these things but they was it was boxing it was weapons stuff it was very you know battle oriented stuff and then i've graduated I moved on I had learned right more enlightened all this stuff and here I am with the show and talking to people and doing life coaching and stuff with people I went and filled my life with a whole different gamut of things it was more service to others and constantly pouring into other people in so many different ways through the community and everything else and I found myself in the same sort of state of discombobulation and it's been What I've looked back on is almost seven year cycles, and we go through those growth cycles of every seven years. So, you're sitting here talking about your client. I'm having a breakthrough again, (laughs) and I'm relating what you're talking about with these people to my life. She's having it on nine month spurts. I'm having it on these seven month cycles or seven year cycles, which is typical most of our lives. You know, our first one to seven years, we're in a certain stage of our parents, they're the ones providing our, our nurturing and coming up from 7 to 14 we're gaining relationships with our friends and our peers around us discovering the world from 14 onward it's nothing but certain things on our mind of just having you know good times and you know relationships and everything else so we go through these stages in our lives and it's, it's, you know, very typecast for almost everybody. You know, they hit those mid-stages of midlife crisis and everything else. And here I am going through those same seven stages. So you're saying, you know, what you're talking about with this woman going through her nine-month stages. And I'm just like pff, going through another another revelation of my own. But absolutely Which awesome is
0: very stuff. cool. It, I will tell you that there are people who think, and I agree with this, actually, that we do – we grow our chakras and we are are affirmed in our own experience of our chakras every seven years. So ages zero to seven are about your first chakra. Your first chakra is all about survival. Can you get food, clothing, shelter, warmth, cool, whatever, you know, have you got what you need, right? Mm-hmm. And then between seven and 14 is your second chakra, which is where your sexuality is. Well, that's when the hormone cycle <laughs> kicks in, right? right. And then from 14 to 21 is your third chakra which is a brilliant sort of egg yolk yellow and that's where your power is but that's also where your will is right you think about people having a really rough time with teenagers Mm -hmm. well because their will is different from their parents a lot of the time right and then from 21 to 28 your fourth chakra which would be your personal heart chakra all the way up and as and each chakra emanates an aura level right so closest to you is red and then orange and then yellow and then green all the way so that the outer chakra the outer edge of your aura is rose pink Mm -hmm. now the rose pink is an interesting color most people don't teach this but this i discovered this gosh 30 years ago, maybe 35 years ago, I was meditating and I saw uh, a, a chakra that I'd never seen before. And it was it was in front of the thymus gland, but it was outside the, the human body, mm-hmm. about six inches in front of the thymus gland. Well, now most most people know what a thymus gland is now because of HIV AIDS,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because that's where your T cells live and that's your immune system right? Well, this is a chakra that the rabbis discovered in the, the Kabbalistic rabbis discovered it in the 1870s in Spain. And they called it daath, which means uh, which I've seen so many different definition of it that it's hilarious, but it means the abyss. It means wisdom. It means possibility, it means the all, it means everything, you know. If you know any rabbis, you know that when rabbis can't explain things, they just make it a little deeper, right?
1: Right. <laughs> right?
0: So, it's, so, in the, at the top of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, it's um, the Ayan, it's called, right, which is the God you know, right? Then the Ayan Sof, which is the God you know even less. Then there's the Ayan Sof Hour, which is the God you know even less than that. <laughs> you just keep going, right? So... This eighth chakra, it makes sense to me because it is essentially God's love as opposed to your personal love, Mm. right? So let's say there's somebody in your life who you feel like you should forgive, but you hold hurt in your heart because of this person. So that would be uh, like, um, you know, cartoon jagged heart place where you have ouch and maybe you can forgive maybe you can't forgive i will tell you that nine and nine point nine 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 percent of the time westerners forgive way too early and way too soon and we are encouraged to forgive and we use forgiveness as um as a patch you know slap it on there no that's not what forgiveness is Mm -hmm. you know the mythology of forgive and forget right you never have to forget but when you really forgive when you're ready to forgive you do forget but you don't forget what happened you forget the hurt the feeling of the hurt right the feeling becomes neutral when you've done your emotional work. And then the forgiveness comes easily. You know, as well as I do, that when anyone has hurt you, they were doing the best they could with what they had at the time. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like it. I grew up with an alcoholic mother, believe me. She was doing the best she could at the time, but she married three alcoholics after my dad was killed, in a row. Fortunately, not all at once, but still. I mean, (laughs) I I had quite a lab of experience to judge by what alcoholism did Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and what you can learn to do is to take that personal hurt from your personal heart whether you personally can forgive or not do your emotional work but then put the hurt like it's a scab or a scar into this eighth chakra into this rose pink which is god's love Mm -hmm. And God can always forgive. You don't have to call it God. You can call it the universe. You can call it the force. You can call it Henrietta. It doesn't (laughs) care what you call it. It it cares that you call it, not Mm -hmm. what you call it, right? You know, Harold be thy name. (laughs) Harold, we're good.
1: (laughs) Dear (laughs) Harold. Right?
0: (laughs) So, So as far as I'm concerned, that is a piece. Of your spirit that keeps you that's here to keep you safe and not just immune on the thymus gland level but emotionally safe and psychically safe and mentally safe and spiritually safe as well as your body being safe Mm. but what happens to us is that we have something happen we have a a story that we tell, right? Like I, my dad was killed in a plane crash when I was five.
1: Mm.
0: That was a very long time ago, almost 60 years. I've had time to do the emotional work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does it hurt? Yeah, on Father's Day it hurts. Mm. And on his birthday it hurts. But hurt, it's a ping. It's not a wah, you know, <laughs> not anymore. But it's a mm what I wish could have been, but wasn't. Right. It, 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 that was that was his agreement. That was my agreement with him. Off he went. Well, I was determined to be wounded by that in my romantic relationships for many many years, mm. because the men I love leave me. They die. And Heath was I good at it. Mm. I could you know I could predict the brain tumors and that this is it was unbelievable right so ridiculous completely ridiculous until one day I thought wait a minute I have been telling this story from the wrong viewpoint now here is the turnaround where the lie gets fixed right the story I told was that my father abandoned me so what that meant was men abandoned me in relationships right? That's not what happened. That's what he did. That's not what happened to me. What happened to me was I felt rejected at five, right? So I don't know all these words at five. I'm like, why isn't daddy at my birthday party? You know, (laughs) right? Like that simple.
1: Mm.
0: Well, when I started to say, no, wait a minute, abandoning is what they did. I felt rejected. Well, I quit rejecting the men. I owned the feeling of hurt, so I don't have to tell that story with hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. I tell it as something that happened to me that was sad. Mm-hmm. It was a, t- it was, it was the very first T in the road of my life, mm-hmm. where I had to go one way or the other. I had to either maintain my belief that the world was a magical place or go with my mother's belief in an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i couldn't i couldn't do my mom's thing right my uh, most of my childhood my mother spent looking at me like what (laughs) where did you come from (laughs) you know um but my dad could see the fairies behind the sofa And he had no trouble with that. Now I'm sure he couldn't really see fairies behind the sofa but if I said there were fairies behind the sofa, he was cool with it, right? So I had five years of that, which was amazing. So I kept it. I kept the magic in the world because of it. But I didn't have to tell the hurt story over and over and over again. What I did was I moved that personal hurt into my eighth chakra. And I said, I don't know how to fix this it happened it hurt okay but I don't have to walk around like a living breathing scar all the time Mm because what we do of course is we tell those stories and they're like this you know they're standard the language we use is standard we say oh well yeah I tell this story all the time you know that right (laughs) then we have to go well wait 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 wait. do I like this story do I like the way the story turns out I don't i don't like this story <laughs> you will appreciate this i was 25 and i um, had gone out to to drinks and dinner and the theater and uh, for coffee and dancing after we were up half the night right i got up the next morning and there were 10 swizzle sticks on my dresser and i had had 10 glasses of jack daniels on the rocks whoa Now, over a long period of time, I mean, over 10 hours. Mm. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't rip-roaring, and I was eating, and I was, you know, so, (laughs) right, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't blotto somewhere on a, you know, in Times Square. Uh, But I got home, and I, in the morning, I looked at that, and I went, "Uh uh-huh, I know the end of this story, Mm. and I don't like this story. It's not a story I like. It's not a story I want to tell. It's certainly not a story I want to tell about my own life. Yep. I got up, I did my business, I walked into the kitchen, I walked to the cupboard that had the booze in it, and I poured every single drop out, and I have not had one since. Wow. I knew that I didn't want to rehearse that story. Yes. Right?
1: You knew how the story ended.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, most of us know how stories end, even if they hurt us. So if we'll work through our hurt, all of which is stored in the chakra system, Mm -hmm. right? When we work through it, first of all, we restore that chakra, which is amazing because it gets bright and shiny and connects. And this is the other thing about chakras. You know, we say, you know, the shin bones connected to the knee bone, that old uh, gospel spiritual, right? right? Well, the chakras are not as i said hockey pucks they're all connected one to the other Mm -hmm. and the important thing about the chakras is not that you have them the important thing is that they're talking Mm -hmm. right it's like somebody playing you middle c and saying to you okay that's music and you go no that's a note right right music happens when there's another note Mm -hmm. and it's what happens between this note and this note and this note and this note and and then this note again that makes music Mm -hmm. same thing with the chakras so once I cleared out the scar in my own heart about my dad right and put it here it dissipated almost immediately so I could tell that story I could relate to anybody who had lost a parent as a child in particular I could speak to that pain, I could tell them how to help with that pain, I could tell them where it lived in their bodies, and how to shift that by will, by intention, by using your own ability to think, literally, Mm -hmm. to not tell the same story all the time right the hurt stories because what happens when you do that is you dig neural pathways deeper and deeper into your brain right right you know oh we were poor and starving and on an island in a terrible gale and blah blah so it means every time that there's a thunderstorm i'm in freak out really because you're not five or three or two and it's not happening to you anymore Mm -hmm. right so what we have to get in touch with is how we want our own inner communion to be and that inner communion is connected to the chakra system Mm. because if your energy is all in communication with each other right it's like this somebody comes to me and they go i have cancer x place i go ow i'm sorry Do I go right to that and start to work there? I do not. I work in the chakra underneath it or above it because that one in the middle that has cancer is hurting. Like if you were in an ER and somebody came in with a gunshot, well, would you poke it? You would not. (laughs) (laughs) You would deal with energy around it, right? We are energetic beings and we have the ability in- inherently right you could do this in line in the grocery store for real to change our mood to alter our feelings to let go to release to have insight to i mean so many different gifts come from being connected to the energetic system I mean, think about it this way if you have your whole house wired for electricity and there are no switches, you can't turn the lamps on. Right. Right. Or you have no lamps and only switches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if there's nothing to light up, the electricity is there in potential. Energetic power is there in potential in every single one of us. Mm-hmm. How we use it is up to us. Mm. And women are taught, this is terribly general. I'm saying it up front, terribly general, everyone, to come from our hips and our bellies and our sexuality. And men are taught to come from their power and their shoulders and their throats. And we wonder why we miss each other. Well, it's because our energetics don't match. Mm. So that when when you meet someone who really connects with you energetically, like we did in our concept call, right? We were like, oh, this must be the brother I never had.
1: Cool, right? (laughs) Well,
0: Well, part of that is being able to see and connect energetically. And you make a choice to do that with people in a friendly way right i think you and i have a past life connection which is Mm -hmm. why it's so strong um because i feel it in my own third eye like hmm, where did i know him Mm -hmm. um and it's not really important i I, but i know that i did
1: but you recognize it when it's there
0: yeah you go oh right hmm i know him and that's very cool but I could pursue that and figure that out but i wouldn't ask here i would go to my seventh chakra and say okay god how do i need to know how heath and i know each other is there something that's a blessing for both of us to know that mm-hmm. is there something i need to say to him this is my fifth chakra here right this would be my sixth how so we can use our energy systems almost as uh, biofeedback mm. to guide our choices right oh is this the moment for me to speak up to my boss that she really pissed me off maybe not or maybe it is right how could I say that in a way that she could hear it right oh this is using your thoughts in order to inform your throat so that you say it in a way so that it doesn't hurt you or her Gee, how would you feel if someone said that to you? I found that hurtful. Mm. I'm just going to forget you ever said it. You know, kind. So you might jar her into her own truth for a minute, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how we learn, is by connection. And then, of course, there are all kinds of people that you meet and you go, "Uh, Whoa, no, no, uh, uh-uh. I don't even want to be near this person. Yeah right? What is that? What is that antipathy? That's energy. What is your So the next time that happens to you, stop, ask yourself, what, what do I need to know about this? Like, is there a warning here is this about this person is this about something in me is there something for me to learn here is there healing i need to do is this a person i have karma with that all i need to do is look at them and say god loves you and we're done maybe but all that is available to you from the inside out mm-hmm. at no cost none now Usually the first question everybody asks me about the chakra system is, okay, once I get this, once I learn this, can I work on other people? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Wrong. Eventually. Yes. Do I work in other people's chakra systems? Of course. I've been doing this for 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's long enough to get good at something and bad at something, right? I mean, you have, to, you have to own true. that, right? Just
1: because you've done something for 40 years doesn't mean you're good at it.
0: Not necessarily. Yep. Exactly and i need to stay humble because i learn something about the chakra system every day Mm -hmm. every single day so for example i asked one day for a fast and dirty way that i could teach people one thing they could do with their own chakra system starting right now right i asked spirit i asked god and uh my connection to god is through god the mother um, so I, uh, she said, well, you could do, you could have them do the less mores. I said, what are less mores? She said, well, every chakra has essentially two polarized practices associated with it. One of them is to do less of something and another is to do more of something. Mm-hmm. I said, huh, well, Okay. What are the less mores of the first chakra? She did not blink. She said, complain less, thank more. Mm. Okay. So, if I get complain less some morning, I go, hmm, I'm skating on the negative edge here. I'm complaining. Why am I complaining? What's really going on, right? Complain less or thank more. Huh. Who needs appreciation in my reality right now? Do I need to send a thank you note to a dear friend just because I love her and she needs to be appreciated? And do you know, when I follow that guidance, it is unbelievable people go to me, oh my God, I can't believe you did that today. Ba, 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 this and this. Less mores. So before we end this, I would like to make sure that your listeners are given a gift, the opportunity to have a gift from me. I have a digital download that has all the less mores in one place. And it's for free. And I don't mean you have to give me your email address. I mean, it's really for free.
1: It is. I've checked it out today. So it is free.
0: <laughs> right. So it's, so it's um, chakras at su- chakras.susancorso.com. And you can go, you can uh, download one of two versions of it with different colors and start to use the Less More's right now. Mm. So how you do that is... You start your day, you go, okay, what chakra do I need to focus on today, right? You'll get an answer. You'll either get a number, one through eight, or you'll get a color that comes to your mind. Uh, and you go, oh, okay. Or you'll get a sensation in your body somewhere. Oh, <clears> throat> my throat. Okay, my throat. Turquoise. Okay, so what are the, what are the less mores for turquoise, right? Criticize less. Celebrate more. Mm. Ooh, am I being too critical? maybe maybe i'm not being good enough to my students who need more encouragement and celebrating their talents and abilities rather than telling them you could do this better you could do that better you could do this better you could do that better oh yeah really okay Mm. and you'll know which one because one will make the sensation open and one will make it close Mm. right you can start the less mores today do them every day i use them all the time
1: so, when is the most important time to practice that? Is it more like a morning type thing, or is that it depends on the person, really?
0: It depends on the person. I tend to do a chakra practice first thing in the morning every day. Um, and I literally this is how I make sure that they're all talking to one another. I don't ever tell anyone this, but only you, Heath. So, here we go, right? <laughs> I start really, I start with red and then i go red orange not orange red red orange orange then orange yellow 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 green green and i imagine the colors all the way up my spine if there's a problem this is i do this in bed in the morning if there's a problem or a place that's blocked i'll get a sensation in my body like that it'll be like a like a um You know how when you almost swallow down the wrong uh pipe and it gets that tight feeling like your 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 esophagus goes no liquid does not belong no your trachea goes no liquid does not belong here right no (laughs) (laughs) well i'll get that feeling like oh okay so i need to focus say today on my fifth chakra okay so what does that mean it means that i'm having a long conversation uh, and an interview, so I probably don't want to have lots of clients today. I want to save my voice and be able to be animated and bright, right? So I was quiet today. I was reading. I was doing those kinds of things, but I was also making sure I was drinking lots of liquid. I was doing all the things to make sure that I was ready to really talk to you, and I wore the color, <laughs> which we often do, and we don't even know we're doing it, mm. right, right? Uh, We use our clothes to heal ourselves. So by naming the colors and the in-between colors, it's just a reminder. Whoa, wait a minute. Is everybody connected? Is everything connected? You'll get to the last one, which is rose red, because rose comes back then down to red. And it's a loop around your body of energy. All of us have it. Mm. Now, some people say they can see it, I don't see that way, but my my intuitive gift is mostly clairaudience, mm-hmm. so that means I hear voices. Yes, I hear voices. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm used to it, it's really not a problem for me. <laughs> um, but I hear them because I ask for them, I don't hear them unbidden, right? So it's the connectedness of your chakras that keep you connected to yourself, right? Mm. What happened when you cured the mm. second cancer? When it is first of all, you healed it mm-hmm. and then it was cured. Right. Right. Something psycho spiritual emotional was healed in order. So you said you were involved in uh, battle things and warlike things, right? Toxic masculinity. Very much so. So, okay. So, you were taught that this is what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. That is a survival belief. This is what it is to be a man, right? Well, you had to go to your second chakra and to your eighth chakra right so to to god's love right add to your second chakra your passion and soften this is what it is to be a man Mm -hmm. so imagine the colors rose rosy pink fire engine red right or sort of like bing cherry red and pumpkin orange okay now blend those together right so rose red 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 orange and then the orange back to pink you created a whole new loop and you softened that red so Mm. it was like you had the it's the difference between a baseball and a nerf ball Mm -hmm. you had a baseball to start this is what it is never works
1: Mm.
0: never not that's never a long-term strategy because we don't need to be tough like that right we need to be flowing. Which is why the relationships and the chakras are what matter.
1: You have to have those polarities of it all. Like sometimes you need to have the hardness. Sometimes you need to have the softness. You know, I, I, again, keep referring back to this last episode because it was such like a vulnerable share for me and and almost like a revelation when I finally shut the world out and went to the ocean and sat there and drank my coffee in the the sand for the first time in a couple of years. And, you know, it's often where I get my clarity and I hadn't been there. And it was like, I had realized that I was so much in the the um, yin energy versus the yang. I mean mm-hmm. one of them is more feminine busy than the yeah. So I mean I was I was very much so in the the focus of doing rather than the focus of being. I was so yang, so, right? Yang is doing. Very much. Right?
0: yin is being.
1: Exactly. And yin is is sort of like what's missing in a lot of the world. Our world's very much imbalanced because they celebrate being busy all the time. What are you doing? You have to put it on Instagram. You have to constantly be out there. Especially if you're doing things like this, there's there's always that necessity of like I'm not relevant if I'm not posting something. You know, this sunset's not really here if I'm not you know putting it in the background of my selfie, you know? So I found myself so much in that imbalance of the energy. And it's like, yes, those both of those energies are very much important. You shouldn't always be in the act of doing nothing because the world's not going to change that way you know you are not no. going to influence people you have to do different things so when you're talking about the hardness of the saw of the baseball versus the nerf it's like well they both need to be there they're polarities you have to balance them out so each one has its share but what do we do we just get trapped and we we have such a hard time looking at our own lives from the outside and here i am i'm, I'm here preaching this to thousands of people and, you know in hundreds of countries, but I'm, I'm not living it myself, but you get roped up. You can't look at those things as some sort of a fault when they happen. You recognize them when they happen, and at that moment when you recognize them, and I've talked about this in, in so many different circles that when you have a mistake or a misstep, whatever you wanna call it in your life, that's not you, because the you that made that mistake didn't realize the mistake was going on. It's when you've learned about it and you've changed your perception and you've realized that's something I should not have done and I'm going to do this instead. Even if you circumvent back, you've recognized it and you're gonna catch it quicker and quicker, but you're not that same person. You're the more educated, experienced person. You always will be as you add, that life experience second by second onto your life. And people hang on to that so much. It's like, oh, I can't believe I became the baseball again. Okay, well then soften up now and balance them out.
0: Now, now would be a good time to shift that, right? And you can, that's the thing. We don't know that we can. Mm -hmm. We don't know that we actually have a mechanism that we carry around every single day, that literally. If you're stuck in toxic masculinity, move to your heart. Mm -hmm. Move to your heart. Think about your bride. Think about your kid. Think about your dog. Hell, think about the plant on your desk that makes you happy every day. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, just, just soften deliberately. Then go back to the masculinity because it will be there and it is necessary for action. Mm-hmm. There's no question. We, I mean, nothing changes if nothing changes. <laughs> right. right. And the weird thing is, this sort of cycles back to the beginning of this conversation. We are told that we have to control everything outside of us. Um, but the truth is, like if you think for even half a half a nanosecond, you know that the only thing that's the same all the time is that things change. Yes. So, control what? Exactly.
1: It's never Look, I, going to be the same thing that you. I don't to get it. Go. Exactly.
0: Right. It's like trying to hold on to the the, the tide. Okay, it's gonna go out. It's gonna come in. That's just the way it is it is but we're not taught that and so then we internalize what we're taught you have to be in control of everything and so then we hurt ourselves with it Mm -hmm. and that's the really sad thing right i mean i i have worked with all kinds of people for many many years almost always on how to take a spiritual take on life, Mm -hmm. essentially. And I've been the chief spiritual officer of companies, and I was the head of spiritual and energy medicine at a big medical center in Boston. And all of them, the doctors, the lawyers I've worked with, the corporate types, the sales teams, the this and this, all of them just have to be reminded, wait a minute, pull back into yourself. Inside out, is always better long term than outside in mm-hmm. right that's what you did with your cancer treatment you said yeah i get it we could take a baseball bat-, bat to this if we if we want but i got to do inside out first yes and then we'll see what happens and you might three months into that have gone guidance go do chemo
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you had you would have done it right but you didn't, and it's that re- it's that return to self thing. There's a um, a principle in Aikido. When you're an Aikido master, and I am no Aikido master, yeah. but I'm an energetic master, right? And so you're an Aikido master, and somebody attacks you, right? And you person Plum, and you deal with person Plum, but then person Peach attacks you too, right? You finish with person Plum, and then you don't go right to person Peach. Because if you do, you leave 20% of yourself with plum. And then you leave 20% of yourself with peach if you go on to orange. Right? Well, do the math. Five people later, you got zero. Right. And everybody else has 20% of you. Wait a minute. That's not what the Aikido Master does. The Aikido Master goes, plum, we're done. 100%. Peach, we're done. 100%. Orange we're done. And back to himself, herself, a hundred percent. That's what we forget to do. Mm. Come back to yourself. Okay. What do I know in this moment? Sometimes you got to call a timeout on yourself and your life. My husband and I almost never fight. We almost never fight because one or the other goes, okay, I need a timeout, right? I'll be back in 30 minutes.
1: People don't realize the value of that. You'd be surprised at how many arguments you can avoid, especially with your your spouse, your significant other. You'd be surprised at how much you can avoid just by taking that step away.
0: And looking at yourself and looking at your own side of the street and saying, okay, how did I participate in this? What can I own? What is happening between us? I think that's one of the great secrets in in relationships of any kind. It doesn't matter if it's you and the school bus driver, right? Mm -hmm. There's the school bus driver, there's me. And then there's the school bus driver and me in the middle. And that's a third thing. Mm. That's not me and that's not the bus driver. That's me and the bus driver. Right. Right. So there's, you know, Heath and there's me and there's Heath and me. What's happening there is a completely different thing. If you are whole and I am whole right and i don't know what whole really means except a sense of your own sovereignty in yourself that's why i talk about chakra integrity but i don't mean integrity like a moral superhero in a Mm cape, right like in the business sense what i mean is integrity like an integer a whole number you are you are made whole There's nothing flawed about you. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have a problem or issues. You're not broken unless you think so. Right? You are an integrity. I am an integrity. I do my very best to bring all of me to whatever I'm doing. Mm. So I'm not, you know, talking to a client on the phone over here. While we are talking, I'm just talking to you, right? Right. right. When my phone rings and I answer, it and people say, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm talking on the phone." <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? Right. <laughs> now, admittedly, uh, I'm old school, where there used to be phones with receivers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anymore, yeah. but still, right? <laughs> that wholeness is natural to human beings.
1: Right.
0: Only we're not taught that. We're taught to approach life like we have to troubleshoot. Mm, Approach self like you have to troubleshoot. I'm sorry, honey, but you're no trouble at all. Mm. Even if our calendars don't talk to each other properly. I don't consider it trouble in any way, shape, or form. Right? Like, oh, there are plenty of things to get upset about in life. That's not one. Like, let's talk about Ukraine. Right. (laughs) Right? Like, wow. Okay. But even that. Ukraine is an integrity. The planet is an integrity, Mm -hmm. right? It goes for planets, it goes for persons. Your marriage is an integrity unto Mm. itself. Your child is an integrity. That's not an extension of you, right? Wow, if everything has allowed its own wholeness, what a world, Mm. right? Then nobody would be arguing for their victimhood I don't know if you've noticed this lately but there's a lot of well, you know, I I can't hear about that because that's a trigger. Bah, bah, yeah. Bah, 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 bah.
1: yeah, very much. Well, wow. I've only seen recently and, and I can understand it, you know, again, very objective towards people's standpoint on things, but you know, those those the, the the trigger thing. Like some people are genuinely traumatized by certain circumstances. Like absolutely get it. But I've heard it in certain contexts where it's like a, a trigger? Are you, are you meaning you're trying to avoid? You know, maybe working through something that you don't care to do the work on. Is is that the trigger? Because more often than not, I'm finding that's the trigger. And you know, sometimes too much too people identify. This is one thing I wanted to, to jump in uh, before we were talking about um people identifying so much with uh, with a blockage that they'll actually identify with the trauma too much. And then they get into circles of conversation where they'll get other people to also identify with the trauma. So, you know, there's clubhouse groups who do this. And, you know, I've been in there and participated quite a bit, but at a certain point I had to kind of, it's great for eventing. It's great for sessions. It's great to work on certain things if you have to, but to constantly identify with the trauma. It's great to be proud of the person you've come from with the difficult places you've been. Mm-hmm. But when you're constantly going back and telling that story, like you mentioned before, it's almost like you're, you're just, you're, you're rooting yourself into much of that trauma. And I feel like some of those people who are like, Oh, that, that subject triggers me or whatever. It's like, okay, well, that should be a trigger for you to, tr- to try to dive into it just a little bit more. What is that trigger? Why is it triggering me? And what is it? that you don't want to allow that in. Like I said, obviously, war, rapes, horrific things can happen to people that it's just like there is no getting over some of those things, absolutely. So I'm not talking about those people. So if people are out there cursing me out, we're like, we well, you don't know what I've been through. No, absolutely. But in other circumstances, which is a majority of a lot of people, dive into why that thing is a trigger. You know, and, and Well,
0: that and the, the other thing, thing is how how is it, Okay, if it's your trigger, that's okay with me, but how is it my responsibility that it's your trigger? Right. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. I was supposed to somehow have that what fall into my head like a disc?
1: Before I said something? Yeah. Uh,
0: Like, you know, you don't have it written on your forehead.
1: You don't have a political button saying, here's my trigger.
0: (laughs) Right, right, here's my trigger. But part of what that is is... I believe it is a way of making human what we have stopped treating as human. Mm. You know, uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, letting your human show on video (laughs) and, you know, drinking water and, you know, coughing and those sorts of human things. Um, I think that... Computers are a remarkable thing. Digital things are remarkable. That we are having a conversation 500 miles apart is like so cool. And not everything can be reduced to zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. And certainly, I never met a human being who could. In 40 years of having a practice of working with people, I never met a person who could be reduced to zeros and ones. And mm-hmm. we like to reduce not only other people, but ourselves to zeros and ones, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, all the, all the sunsets in my life are perfect. That's why they're always on Instagram. Right. Right? Like, what? Well, no, that's not true. There are some sunsets that you cry through because mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. There are, you know, so that trauma thing is a, is a for me, is a human label. Mm -hmm. And I say to myself, when people start to lead with that, with Carolyn Mace calls that woundology, Mm -hmm. I want to say, okay, your human needs taken care of. What does he need? What does she need? Do you need a hug? Do you need to be reminded that other people are vulnerable like you are? That we all have soft underbellies? Right? Like, oh... Uh, you are a human and so am I and I see you human and I'm glad that you are, right? That we like to argue that, that, uh, as you said in the beginning, you know, that spiritual or or physical and non-physical are separate things. No, they're all the same. It's one thing. That's correct. It's not even two sides, different sides of the same coin. It's the coin.
1: Exactly. (laughs) exactly.
0: I'm right with you. But that doesn't mean that your humanity doesn't need care and keeping sometimes in a way that your Im- more impersonal spiritual self can detach from trauma or hurt, right? Mm. So I think it's an attention-gathering device to say, let us be human together, and we don't. Instead, we have facebook friends and we i mean there's a reason they're facebook friends darling and they're not friends right right i mean my, my definition of a real friend is would you come and get me out of jail if i were in lima peru yeah right like would you raise the state state department and get me out if that's you you're my friend right right <laughs> other than that by all means like me
1: you
0: know? <laughs> Right. but that's it's not that's one of the reasons that I have I have walked away from a lot of social media. Yeah, because it's not real interaction, mm-hmm. and it, I'm I'm only interested in what's real anymore. And the thing because is
1: the last couple of years has made it so much worse as well, because it's the only interaction some people have had. So it's it's just exacerbated. This oh, problem. the COVID
0: thing. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. So. You know, something that was already becoming a monster of its own, it just made it worse. And, you know, I guess that's why I talk about it so much. is just because people need to realize that the, the real experience, you know, they start getting in this meta stuff with the, the VR and everything else. Like, I bought one. It, it was fun for a minute. It gives me a headache. I need, to, I need to put it down and go outside and get some real sunlight. I can't even tell you when the last time I turned that thing on. I still think it's the coolest thing in the world. I just think the world is the coolest thing beyond that you know so yeah as far as tech stuff goes and all that it's great and connecting with people from all i mean we have to be i mean we have to be honest as well that the social media across the board when it comes to youtube whatever else like yes it's helped us connect it's helped us get concepts and the stuff that we're talking about out to the masses for sure
0: exactly and i use all that absolutely Uh, i use all that but i use it i don't let it use me thank you yes and that's the difference yep. that's the okay wait, wait, wait who's in charge here well to every listener here you yourself are in charge of you my dear one Mm -hmm. no matter how old you are to the i mean if you're seven years old you're still in charge of what you're in charge of when you're seven yeah right and when you're eight you'll be in charge of more i promise (laughs) right and when you're 80 probably more than that Yep. right but that sense of sovereignty that sense of integrity that sense of wholeness so many of us are lacking because we don't have the tools and that's why i'm adamant about people understanding about the chakra system Mm -hmm. because you not only do you have the tools but they're available to you right now yes this second and can people study to learn how to do this with other people yes i teach Mm -hmm. people that but that's not the point the point is every one of us need to know this like let me go into all of the second grade classes in the world and tell all the second graders this they're going to be like well duh (laughs) because they already know right but remind them so they don't forget by the time they're in the fourth grade so
1: on right. that subject, if people want to connect with you and learn more about this, because I know I'm definitely going to, and I think this is the beginning of a, of a great relationship that I'm going to end up having. And we've already talked about the, the future of being able to maybe connect on Clubhouse and have some live episodes and have some people bring up some questions and stuff and live That'd in live. That would be interview. great. But until then, how can people get a hold of you and how can they find you?
0: Ah, uh, there are two places you can find me. One is. Uh, at a website called I like I, the letter I, A M P E R S A N D, like the, like the symbol ampersand.org. Um, and the other is SusanCorso.com. SusanCorso.com is all about my fiction writing, and I have written lots and lots of novels, um, which I do in this other part of my life, uh, all about actually metaphysical people who live the way I want the world to be. Which I didn't realize until very recently. Like, oh, I'm writing about metaphysicians. How weird. How cool. (laughs) Right. So if you want to read about people like us, read my fiction. (laughs) But the chakra teaching is all on I ampersand. And I have uh, eight workbooks that you can get on Amazon. They are, they walk you through. Past, present, and future work with your own chakras, one chakra at a time. Mm. So if you are drawn to this, that's what I would first tell anybody. Start with red and work through them. And it's hugely empowering if you do the work. You know, I'll be honest with you, it's not fast. Mm-hmm. Chakra work is not fast, but what it is, is permanent. Mm-hmm if you do the work and that's why it's so amazing is it, it chakra work will change a human being faster than anything because it's meta work like metaphysics right
1: and it's it's like everything else in the world you know some of the the most important things will take time they will you know you want to lose weight you want to get in shape like those things don't happen in a day or a week or a month like it takes a lot of time and it does take a lot of work and to get in places like like I've come I mean we're talking 12 years later and I'm still doubling back on lessons that I thought I learned like it's it's an ongoing process throughout our entire lives I, I one thing that irks me is people who use um, you know, the term uh, enlightenment, like it's a, it's a place they're going to reach someday. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a process. It's not yeah. really a destination. You know, you can point your compass in that yeah. direction, but it's not likely you're ever really going And to if
0: you were actually enlightened and you were here, you would not be sitting in a chair. Yeah. Exactly. You would be floating <laughs> over it, right? Like, whoa, we're here to learn things and to help everybody learn things. Right. Why not, Right. And don't forget, your, your listeners may have a gift from me, Susan uh, com. Yes. Anytime they want. I will tell you that after you download it, there will come another window where you can give me your email address if you want.
1: And I'm going to link all those, every web, every web address that Susan has given us will be in the show notes. So if you're interested, go check out the show notes of the episode that you're listening to this on and it'll be easy for you to find them that way. So. Well, Susan, it's been a pleasure. This has been a great conversation, and I know it's going to be the first of, of many on this because there are stuff we haven't even dove into. I mean, I have things on my outline that I want to talk to you about. So I know um, we're going to connect in probably about a month or so, and we're going to get on some live episodes, and we'll dive into some of those things then. So I'm very That's excited That's totally that. great.
0: I would love to do that.
1: i very privileged that you came on. I'm very grateful that you reached out and we were able to connect.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Heath.
1: A huge thanks to Dr. Susan Corso for stopping by the show. She was an absolute pleasure to talk to and to get to know and is an absolute wealth of knowledge on these subjects and so much more. I'm very excited to continue these conversations with her. I'll be making some announcements in the coming weeks on when we'll be doing some live episodes, so stay tuned for those. But we'll either have them on Clubhouse, on Wisdom, or maybe both. But to check out Susan and everything else she has going on, check out all the links in the show notes, and it will get you to all the things that she has to offer. Until next time, dive into all of those what-ifs that could possibly enhance our quality of living so you can truly live this life. We'll see you next time. And if you have an interesting or inspiring story to tell and you want to reach out, you can email me at connect at org. And please don't forget about those ratings and reviews on whatever platforms you're listening on. Give us a like, subscribe, and most of all, don't forget to keep living.